0: Sam, how's your flog noggin going, mate? My flog noggin uh, is well protected with the UV, um, but uh, I had to wear my glasses last night, Maxie, because the lasers at uh, at live shows have started to affect my eyes. Oh, really? Have you gone? Have you? Well, you occasionally wear glasses in real world, don't you? Occasionally, I try to, you know, make myself look a little bit more intelligent. Um, you do look like maybe one or two IQ points higher with those on. Uh, well, I like to, and you know, it, it felt right, sort of um, critiquing or, or reviewing, um, as we had the pleasure of doing last night, watching uh, the American big hitters in August Burns Red, Maxi. Mate, two two days, two metal gigs for you. You must be you must be zonked. My my neck's definitely sore from the amount of. Uh, Subtle headbanging I was doing, you know. We've got to maintain professionalism in this establishment, but look, um, yeah. Saw so Northlane obviously uh, two days ago, and, and August Bandred Red last night. So, um, look, it was a. It's definitely a different vibe to to what I experienced with Northlane and an older crowd, Maxie. Older crowd. So August Bandred, So hang on, just going back one step. Um, I'm going to assume that most people listening to this podcast are probably metal. Heads or metal enthusiasts to some degree, but for people like me, for the uninitiated, can you give us a bit of background? I can. Thank you for asking. I should say. Um, But August Burns Red essentially are a they're one of the not the founders, but they're certainly one of the earliest um, American metalcore bands in sort of the the new wave of bands you see today. They. Their first album came out in 2005, I believe, so they've uh, they've been around a fair while. And you would have sort of... Uh, tracks you would know were Whitewashed, uh, Meddler, uh, Composure as well. They're just sort of known for their sweeping guitar riffs and, and sort of mega breakdowns, Max. Sounds like something I could almost probably get into. Well, you are a man full of surprises, so... Um, <laughs> No, it was uh, quite a good night. We saw um, some grayscale records bands open it up. Uh, we had Gravemind, who were on the up and up after the release of their debut record. And then we had uh, uh, the the Melbourne Boys and Alpha Wolf. Um, oh, you would have been filthy for a bit Alpha Wolf. Well, if anyone knows me, I'm uh, like a pinch harmonic. I'm a, I'm a <laughs> slut for Alpha Wolf, so... Um, Yeah, I think, sort of like Silent Planet the night before, I think Alpha Wolf sort of flew under the radar a little bit. Um, An older crowd, I think Alpha Wolf were almost too much at times for them. Well, all the tracks that we've talked about of theirs on the pod, they are thick and they're fast and they're heavy and they do not hold back. Yeah, I mean, we were talking off... Off air, Maxie, about um, the differences between, you know, a, an August Burns Red fan and an, an Alpha Wolf fan, and I've got a, I've got a few points that I'd like to to share. Oh notes, Ooh, just isn't from naughty? just from what I've seen in person, um, I think there's it's a it's I think it's a generational thing. So I think with August Burns Red and the likes of Parkway Drive and, and sort of your older or your, your bands that have been established for you know, over 10 years now, their style of, of metal tends to be a little bit more polished. It's sort of really quick riffs, but they're, they're super clean. They're not over-distorted. They're just enough to sort of give a, you know, a bit of chunk. Um, but they're very much the, you know, sort of the, the verse, chorus, verse, breakdown, bridge, Chorus, sort of uh, structure, which has been mm-hmm. sort of prominent in in metal for a long time, and and to you know not anything against August Burns Red, that they've been doing it for nineteen years and it's working wonders for them. But I think uh, I think the older crowd were a bit thrown off by Alpha Wolf, uh, as you said, they're 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 thrashy, they're gritty, um, their riffs are super thick big seven strings um and they do not hold back in sort of real grimy sort of power chords on a seven string which is absolute filth but uh <laughs> the return of the ASMR I like it return of the AS but uh yeah it's just a very different very different vibe but um I mean it takes all sorts to uh Make the thing go around, but Alpha Wolf, I think they definitely deserved a, a better reaction. As in, do you think do you think the crowd didn't appreciate them, or maybe were just a bit puzzled? I think they were a bit puzzled. I think, um, I mean, Alpha Wolf didn't have a uh, a perfect set. We had the pleasure of uh, bringing them on the show earlier in the day, which people will see in a, about a week. Um, and we were having a chat, and Sabian, their guitarist, who's famous for wearing the, the big uh, face mask on his yeah, oh, the, guy, the, the guy who looks like he's going to Korea and doesn't want to get a, a, like a cold. Yes, very yep. much so. He was yep. uh, doing a big jump, and apparently he, he landed on a, a spare microphone and completely rolled his ankle. Ooh. So uh, his foot was purple overnight, apparently, and uh, that certainly doesn't uh, do the the stage presence much good. But Could you see that from the from the crowd? Could you tell that he'd done something to himself? I saw him limping after this sh- after their set, and I. But it, you know, if I if I did see it, he he hit it very well. I must say so. Right, that's a sign of very, a good uh, live act It's very good professionalism from you So uh, if you're listening, good job um, But to be honest Max I, d- I didn't actually catch a, a lot of it Well I, I did, I could hear it um, But as I was watching You know, you, you're getting hustled and bustled By people walking past And along came this uh, 6 foot 9 giant um, And I went, oh, <laughs> here we go Tall people are pricks, hey. Tall people are pricks. Fucking every time. If I had a dollar for every time I saw a tall bloke, oh man, oh, I'd get I'd get shortening surgery. <laughs> I'd get my knees chopped. But I mean, <laughs> you know, naturally you go, oh, he'll probably stand at the back where he can see everything and people don't have to see over him. But no, he decided to Look, stand in front of me. As a tall person, I got to defend this guy. All right, like. But let's put into let's put into context. News. I'm not short. No, you look. You're a big. You're a big dude. You're you're what like six foot one, Six foot two. I'm a you know, short six nine, but uh, oh, sure. no, i am am a I'm a six foot one. So I'm I'm not short, but, mate, I could not see a thing. It was almost like, turning You know, in movies where they, uh, they've just sort of said something smart. They've turned to their partner. And then they've turned around and staring them in the face is the chest of an enemy. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, it was like that. So I could hear Alpha Wolf. I could see Scott and Sabian, the guitarists, on both sides of the stage. But I could not see a thing after that. Okay, well, now now this brings us into the territory of... Reviewing a live gig without being able to see it, give us give us the best you can do based on on audio alone. Mm. Well, I think Alpha Wolf are uh, they're priming to get that sort of massive metal sound going. I think their latest EP, Fault, which was the majority of their set last night, has lots of different elements. You know, they've got heaps of catch cries that to their credit, a lot of people knew um, and got involved with, Um, Sub-Zero went absolutely off. It was probably their biggest song of the night, but wow, I think they're still at that stage where they're just not quite big enough to have that real top-of-the-line stage set up, like that stage rig. Um, Mm -hmm. I think... You know, get an if they sort of do an album, I reckon that'll bring about, you know, the the inclusion of bass booms and um, sort of, I guess, clearer clearer signals. Because um, sometimes, especially given their already sort of muddy and grind grimy sound, it can get lost sometimes. But yep. having said that, it's still an absolutely filthy time, and even though the crowd were confused at times. There's, they still had, you know, there were still people swinging arms. There were, there were uh, windmills going everywhere, and hell yeah. I mean, I didn't see much of it as we've established, but <laughs> I think, I think uh, our four are on the verge of something. They sort of, they they're, they're plotting along quite nicely. I just think they need to almost take a a page out of Northlane's book and, and just invest in maybe a bass boom or or even just sort of a a, a really sort of high quality, um, I don't know, mixing desk or something. I don't know the terms. But, um, yeah, they're, they're very, very close to being a very unreal band live. Um, and I think that'll help reduce the confusion of some people as well when they can appreciate how big these parts of the songs are. So definitely one to watch for the coming sort of 12 to 18 months? Absolutely. Well, they've just been announced on Invasion Fest um, next year, which is sort of a um, uh, an initiative to highlight some sort of upcoming and, and really exciting metal bands in Australia and Sort of the uh, the global scene, and they've just been named on that. So, um, I definitely keep my eye on them, and uh, they've got a sick name anyway. So it's hard to ignore them. <laughs> you you are a big filthy boy for some alpha wolf. That's for sure. It's just you know, it's a big name to live up to, and the sound is you know, it's one of those only one of the only times the the band sound lives up to the name. Damn, huge call, huge call. But uh, do you do you know what color fire is? Uh look, I'm going to assume it's it's a it's a reddish, mm. maybe scarlet red hue. Yeah. Mm. And what's it? What sort of are there many fires in um, like mid to late winter? Well, in Australia, traditionally, no. I mean, in America at the moment, we're seeing some, I guess, bushfires. Unfortunately, yes. Uh, Unfortunately, yeah. And now, you know, we hope everyone gets out safely and no homes are damaged too much. But um, Max, you know, you know what you could call that? I would say maybe June, June, June burn scarlet. Maybe. Yes. Almost. I think that's exactly what we can call it. <laughs> if not August burning red. August wow. burns red even. They do it does. It's a short sometimes. time. Yeah, sometimes it does, you know. But um yeah, we should probably talk about the headliner, Maxi. They were the big name on the field, mate. They were the big name and for, for very big reasons. As we've talked about, they they've been on the scene since two thousand and five and that's a it's uh, a good innings. That's a Steve Smith. That's a Steve Smith for sure. It's not bad. It's a good tonk. But uh <laughs> So, I guess the, the reason it was so busy, and it, it was a sold-out crowd, which is unreal for, for the likes of Gravemind and, and Alpha Wolf to experience, I should say, as well. To be able to play to those sold-out crowds is um, something they're only going to benefit from. Were we, um, were we back at the Triffid today, uh, last night? We were back at the aircraft hangar, and what a venue it is. It's uh, an unreal venue. but uh, it, is, it is a ripper ripper time. It's up there with Best in Brisbane, I reckon. But yeah, I'd go there. I'd I'd much rather go to the Trifford than the River Stage. Oh, depends on the show, but I'll, I'll back you there. I'll, I'll let you have that one. Mm. But uh, no, it was it was a big night for August Spaniard. It's um they're in the middle of their world tour to celebrate um, ten years of their their album Constellations, which to you might not mean anything, but um. Everyone in their lifetime would have heard the riff to Whitewashed. Um, it's like a big, sort of distorted, um, jangly sort of riff. And then it comes in with sort of these warrior like drums. It's, uh, you, you can't miss it. You know it. It's just, you go, oh yeah, that song. I thought that was your attempt at recreating the warrior like drums. <laughs> no. No, I might get the Canberra Raiders fans to do that for me. <laughs> but um, so let me just rattle off a few names for all our uh, fans out there that uh, don't listen. So, Whitewashed has fourteen million streams on uh, <clears throat> on Spotify. Um, another song of theirs, Mariana Stretch, eleven million. Uh, where else is it? I'll rattle off some names of this album. Here we go. Existence, massive song for them. Meddler, massive song. Um, Rationalist, absolute banger. 15-year-old Sam got very excited at that song. Uh, <laughs> Indonesia, what a bloody ripper. But um, I think more than anything, it was a chance for people to to embrace the nostalgia again. I think... Um, especially sort of listening to To some of those songs play um, You know when I heard The the intro riff um, To Meddler come on or well, When they started playing it It was It threw me back Max It threw me back to when I was just a young tacker I just bought the uh, The Walk Tour compilation CD And I thought Oh Oh This riff This riff rips And uh Threw me back, it was, oops, we've had some technical difficulties here, my, uh, you'll have to uh, forgive my air conditioning remote, it's just fallen off, I think I've got ghosts, but uh, I didn't hear it on my end, so I think it'll be alright, well, that's embarrassing, all you'll hear is, whoops, <laughs> but, uh, and so, what was the, what was the set list like in terms of, obviously this is an anniversary tour for an album? It was. Uh, did, did you get a lot of the Constellations album? Uh, we got all of it, Max. That was the whole thing of straight it. through. Absolutely, it was the whole thing. So, um, essentially, yeah, they were celebrating it by playing it front to back, and then sort of in the the encore, they they brought it back to some of their their you know famous songs that sort of brought about their their initial fandom. Um, so they pretty much played it from track one through to track twelve and then um, finished with their their monster jam composure at the end. so um while it was an older crowd, it certainly was uh it didn't ease up on the rowdiness, I should say there was i uh I walked back from the bathroom and I could not get anywhere near even the middle. I could not move. Um, I was stuck on the very back wall, sort of where the the lighting booth is, and that was as close as I could get. So there's some big August Burns Red fans just just in in Brisbane? There are some big August Burns Red fans, Maxie, but I think more than anything... um, like we saw with North Lane like people have seen with Parkway Drive if you've ever seen them live you have seen a band that's sort of conquered their scene and inspired a lot of upcoming bands whether they know it or not um, I think August Burns Red is one of those bands that have always been so experimental and unique with their guitar instrumentation and the way they construct songs and um, sort of create stories out of out of songs, it's not just sound, it's, there's a lot more emotion to it, there's a lot more um, thought behind their songs, and I think that's sort of a testament as to why they're as successful as they are, because you could see last night, certain songs would come on and the audience would just erupt, and a lot of people have sort of emotional connections to some of the songs as well, Um, which is, you know, it's... I think that's the beauty of, of live music. I think when you can relate to a song or react emotionally to it, that's when you go from just being a fan of music to truly appreciating what what it's all about. And then I guess, all right, I'm going to leave you with one last question. Let's do it. Like, removing your personal bias... Mm-hmm. Who had the better set of the night, in your opinion? The old, the old guard with uh, August Burns Red, or the up-and-comers in uh, in Alpha Wolf? August Burns Red, by far. Unfortunately, right. Um, as much as I love the the boys in Alpha Wolf, I think it'd be unfair of me to to say anyone but the band that's been doing it for nearly twenty years. So, I mean, they're just professionals. They Know exactly where to be. They've got a massive crew who knows every single thing they need to do. They never miss a note. Um, I mean, the guitarist plays in thongs. So in thongs. Yeah, you know they're that relaxed when they're playing in thongs. So. That's a powerful move. Um, and if you want proof, it's on our Instagram. Our great friend in uh, Ben Wrigley, Third Eye Visuals, was absolute the- weapon with the with the with the camera. He's absolutely legendary with the lens so if you want to have a look and and see for yourself um, JB I believe his name is he is yeah or flip flops they call it in the states he's wearing flip flops on stage so um, yeah they're just professionals they know where to be how to perform they know how to engage with the crowd properly and win crowds over as well I think that's half the battle you know if someone doesn't know you they're just going to walk out if they don't enjoy you. So to be able to, you know, capture their attention is really sort of paramount to uh, building success, Max. To building a good show. Well, damn. I'd say what? It sounds like a solid solid set. Look, if it was on DVD, I'd stream. (laughs) Mate, it sounds like you need to rest up, though, after two straight days of gigging hard. Mate, like diarrhea... I am pooped. Oh, that was very, very visceral. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't my best work, but uh, look. I'll I'll allow it. I'll allow it. We, uh, as the AFL umpires say, play on. Mate. Well, sounds like a time. Mate, it's been a slice. Love it, you cheeky bastard.